بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد respected friends and elders we have been discussing the quality of taqwa and its various aspects that have been that have been mentioned in the Quran the meaning of taqwa the importance of taqwa the benefits of taqwa Today I would like to discuss the sifat and the qualities of those who have taqwa. What are the qualities of the muttaqin? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in several verses of the Quran has mentioned the qualities of those who have taqwa. In other words, if somebody wants to be a muttaqi, then these are the qualities that ought to be found in him. Right at the beginning in Surah Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Alif Lam Mim, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ the Qur'an is a guidance for those who have taqwa. And after that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains who are the muttaqeen, who are those who have taqwa. The first thing is that their iman is correct. They believe in the unseen. This is a cornerstone of our iman. We believe in the unseen. And the first thing is, we believe in the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is in the unseen. We believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe in the angels of Allah. Among all the other things of the unseen, we believe in the ghayb. وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ They establish salah. Not just to recite or to, to offer salah, but to establish the salah means to ensure that every salah is read. All five salats are performed at its proper time, fulfilling all the conditions of the salah. That is iqamatu salah, that is the establishment of salah. So with iman, with his aqidah being correct, his amal must also be correct. He must be reading his salat. razaqanahum yunfiqun, And they spend from what we have, we have bestowed them, what we have sustained them with. So to spend our wealth on those around us in the form of zakah, which is obligatory, and followed by the nafil charity as well. وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ And those who believe in whatever was revealed to you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they believe in whatever was revealed before you. In other words, we believe in the previous books as well. We believe in the previous anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam as well. That is the difference. Other nations like the Jews believe in their Nabi, Nabi Musa salam, and they stopped there. They never accepted Nabi Isa salam. The Christians believed in Musa salam as a Nabi followed by Isa salam who came and then they stopped there. But a believer, a reciter of the Karima La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah doesn't only believe in his Nabi, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes, yu'minuna bima unzila ilayk. They believe in whatever was revealed to you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ma unzila min qablik. And they believe in the previous anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam, believe in the books of, of the previous anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam as well. Wa bil akhiratihum yuqinun. And they have yaqeen, they are convinced of the akhirah. If we inspect these qualities, respected friends and elders, inspect and introspect in, in our lives. How much do we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We are reciters, we believe in, in Allah. How much do we really turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How much of salah is in our lives? 
How much are we spending on those around us? And how much of the commands of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are in our lives? We believe in whatever was revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How much of it is found in our practice? وَبِالْآخِرَةِهُمْ يُوقِنُونَ This is something currently is absent from the minds of many. I will not say that many are many Muslims refute the Akhirah. But are we really convinced? Do we really have yaqeen on the Akhirah that we're going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yaqeen on the day of Qiyamah, on Jannah, on Jahannam? This is something that is a, is a very beneficial driving force for a person towards good. If he believes in accountability, he believes he has to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he believes in the concept of Jannah and Jahannam, then this will keep a person in check. Unfortunately today, respected friends and elders, by our actions, sometimes it displays the action of someone who, who is not convinced of the Akhirah. So we need to speak about the Akhirat more often. We need to remind our children also of the concept of Akhirah more often and remind ourselves, especially when, when we are faced with the temptation in front of us, the temptation of the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the temptation of oppressing someone, of you know, de- deceiving someone, of doing someone down. Remind ourselves that we still have to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Akhirah is a reality. وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُوقِنُونَ Those who have these qualities, the qualities of the muttaqeen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَىٰ هُدَمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ These are the ones who have guidance from the side of their Rabb. وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ And these are the successful ones. In another verse of Qur'an, in Surah Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ when the Qibla direction was changed, initially when the Sahaba and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Medina Manowara, then for the first year and a half, they faced Baytul Maqdis. And thereafter the time came, the command came that now turn your, your, your Qibla in Salah, your direction of Salah is now the Kaaba, the Baytullah. So when this change in the direction of the Qibla occurred, then the Jews had, had objected. Naturally, because they felt privileged that the Muslims are facing Baytul Maqdis, which was their Qibla. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse, among other verses, that merely facing a direction is not piety and, and good. The perfection and the real achievement is in following the command of Allah. If Allah says face east, then you face east. If Allah says face west, then you face west. So laysal birra, piety is not merely facing the east or west. وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ Piety lies in believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Piety and good is the good of that person who آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ Who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْيُومِ الْآخِرِ Believes in the last day. وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ Believes in the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْكِتَابِ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ He believes in the books of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He believes in the existence and the coming of the Anbiya before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and obviously in the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَآتَ الْمَالَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ These are the different qualities Allah is enumerating. That despite having that love for wealth, He spends it. And who does He spend it on? وَآتَ الْمَالَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ And this is referring to the voluntary expenditure. This is referring to voluntary sadaqah. Because zakat is still coming, still going to be mentioned. وَآتَ الْمَالَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ ذَوِي الْقُرْبَىٰ وَالْيَتَامَىٰ وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَابْنَ السَّبِيلِ He spends it on his family. 
the first recipients of your charity should be your own close relatives who are in need. Like it's famous in English, they say charity begins at home. This is taught to us in many a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Many a times a person, mashallah, is spending and he's donating and he's, and, and he's supporting different causes. But people who are very close to him are also in need and he neglects them. It's an oversight. He doesn't realize that these are people who I should be spending on first. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Sadaqah like that yields double reward. The reward of sadaqah and you get the reward of maintaining family ties. So, the will qurba. First, they mentioned yeah, they spend on their, on their relatives. Wal yatama and the orphans. Wal masakin and the poor. The masakin, miskin in some ahadith are referred to as those people who nobody realizes that they are needy. One is you get the faqir who comes and he stretches his hands out. Obviously we should spend on those needy as well. But then you get those who don't stretch their hands out. But they have the need. So in one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that is who is referred to as a miskin. So these people are the ones who spend, they spend on their relatives, they spend on the orphans, and they go looking for the needy. Many a time we have this habit that we wait for the poor man to come to us. We wait for that beggar to come and ask. Until and unless we have a problem. When we are in taklif, then we go out to look for the person and the needy and we go and spend. But in the normal circumstances, then we wait for that person or for the poor, the beggar to come to us. Then we are spending. No respected friends and elders. The miskeen here and in this word that Allah mentioned and this avenue Allah mentioned demands that the spender, the muttaqi, the one who is spending must go out and look for the needy and the person who is most deserving and he goes and he gives it to him himself voluntarily. Wabna sabil and he spends on the traveler, he spends on the guests also is included in Wabna sabil. Wasairin, the other beggars, wafir riqab and in freeing slaves that was common in that time. Wasairin wafir riqab. Waqama salata wa atas zakah. And he establishes salah and he gives zakah. So salat like was discussed in the first ayat. Here again Allah says, وَأَقَامَ الصَّلَةِ And He establishes the salah. وَآتَ الزَّكَةِ Now the mention of zakat. So it, before this when Allah spoke about spending on the one's relatives, on the poor, etc. Then that was the voluntary expenditure. Here وَأَقَامَ الصَّلَةِ وَآتَ الزَّكَةِ وَالْمُوفُونَ بِعَهْدِهِمْ إِذَا عَهَدُوا And those who fulfill their, their covenants, they fulfill their pledges when they make any pledge. When there's an agreement, then He is true to His word. When he gave his word, then he stands by his word. وَالصَّابِرِينَ فِي الْبَأْسَاءِ وَالضَّرَّةِ They are patient. Those who have sabr and patient. فِي الْبَأْسَاءِ وَالضَّرَّةِ In times of adversity and difficulty. وَحِينَ الْبَأْسِ And during war and jihad. At the end, after mentioning all these sifat and all these qualities, Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُتَّقُونَ Those are the ones who are truthful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those are the muttaqoon. Those are the ones who have taqwa. So these are the qualities of the muttaqeen. The iman part is correct and the a'mal is correct. Iman, believing in Allah, the malaika, the kitabs of Allah, the, 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 the anbiya, the prophets that were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the interaction with the people, the khayrat and sadaqah that they do, their salat is intact, they are truthful to their word, 
trustworthiness, etc. These are the qualities of the muttaqeen. أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُتَّقُونَ In another verse of Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the qualities of the muttaqeen. أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ The Jannah has been prepared for those who have taqwa. هُوَ دَيْءَ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ We're speaking about spending and charity. Allah says they are the ones who spend in times of prosperity also and adversity. Not only a rich person who needs to be giving charity. No, even those who are not classified as rich, they can also spend. Sahaba radiallahu anhum hardly had anything. In fact, some of them had nothing when, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would encourage them to spend. They would go out, earn and come and give it in, in charity. So charity is for everyone. Not only for that millionaire or a very rich person, but for a person who is in prosperity also and somebody who is in taklif. He himself doesn't have enough, but he spends on the next person. I was mentioning this example yesterday. In general, the Turks, the Turkish people are known to be very soft-hearted towards the Muslim. If they know somebody has been oppressed, then they'll go all out to, to assist. And you see this from time to time in Turkey, that they care, mashallah, and the attention they give and their concern for the Syrian refugees. Officially, there are about 3 to 4 million refugees in that country. Unofficial figure is about 6 million. 6 million refugees, mashallah, they've opened their doors. Free education, free access to uh, health care, etc., mashallah. So I, a few months ago, in the middle of winter, very cold it was, I had to go to the dentist. So as I parked my car and I was walking, this behind my car there was a Syrian girl, maybe 12, 11, 12 year old, sitting on the floor. And there was a Syrian person, I mean a Turkish man walking past, maybe in his early 30s. So he sees her sitting in the cold, she was wearing a jacket, but she had no gloves on. So immediately he removed the gloves that he was wearing and he gave it to her. This in itself, respected friends and others, is a great lesson for us. We have the habit, alhamdulillah, of spending, but giving that which is extra, that which is old, that is also rewarding, undoubtedly. But this kind of, of, of expenditure, this, this kind of sharing in the need of the, of the faqir, this is a level higher. A great muhaddith of his time, a person whose hadiths are found in all the six books of hadith, Imam Safwan ibn Sulaym, rahimahullah. Somebody had seen in a dream, that he's in Jannah. And he's in Jannah because of the Qamis, his Kurta. So this person then came to find out where is Safwan ibn Sulaim, who is Safwan ibn Sulaim. So they told him, he's a certain muhaddith. So then he mentioned to them the dream he saw. So one person, one of his relatives went to him and said that somebody has come and he said he had seen in a dream that Allah blessed you with Jannah. And it was mentioned that that was because of your qamis, because of your kurta. What is the story of the kurta? So he says, one day on a cold night I left the masjid and I passed by a poor man who had no clothes on the top of his body and it was cold. So I took out my kurta and I gave it to him. So through that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved it so much. He is quoting so much of a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam engaged in such a noble task. Such a noble khidmah of deen. But the amal Allah chose to bless him with Jannah and to show others was this amal.
Anyway, after I finished from the dentist and I come back to the car, then I notice this girl is still there, but the gloves are not on her hands. So I told her that the person went past, he gave you gloves, why aren't you wearing the gloves? So she pointed to her brother across the street. She said, no, I, I gave it to my brother. That is now respected friends and elders spending in prosperity and in adversity. That is the quality of the muttaqin. I once gave a small hadiyah to one of the Syrian children, they were brother and sister walking past. They got so happy after a while, they came back and they're giving me a hadiyah. That girl is giving me, maybe eight, nine year old. So I thought, no, it's okay. So she was so willing to give it, she's saying, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never used to refuse a hadiyah. So yeah, you can't refuse. That is now spending in adversity, respected friends and elders. And sometimes that spending is much more rewarding. One hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Nasa'i Sharif says that سَبَقَتْ دِرْهَمٌ مِئَةَ دِرْهَمٍ Sometimes one dirham supersedes a hundred dirhams. That the person who gave a hundred dirhams has hundreds and thousands more. And he gave a hundred dirhams, so he'll be rewarded like we discussed previously, times ten minimum. But that person who gave one dirham only had two. He gave half his wealth away. So sometimes that yields more reward or is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and takes a person closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than even giving a hundred dirhams. So, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ Those who spend in good times and difficult times. وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظِ And those who suppress their anger. This is also the quality of the muttaqeen. And something that we need to be reminded of, especially during Ramadan and during the fast. When because of hunger, sometimes we tend to get more angry. So, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظِ To hold back and swallow the anger. وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ And they forgive the people. Respected friends and others, time is short. Each one of these qualities you can is a separate topic for a bayan. But just going through it quickly so that we also can look into our lives. That which of these qualities we have and which ones we are lacking in. And inshallah we add it. Add it into our lives and be counted among the muttaqeen. So, وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ And there are those who forgive the people. Somebody wronged you, somebody did you some wrong. Then forgive Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah loves those who do good. In other words, and they are people who do good. They don't just forgive, but they, 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 they themselves then extend the hand of good. They extend the hand of favor to the next person. Once the great grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu's son, Ali bin Hussein bin Ali, was making wudu and his slave girl was pouring the water for him. And as she was pouring, she dropped that container which injured him on his face. Now, now this is the master and slave. So normally the master loses his temper quicker when it comes to the slave because they are under you. But this slave girl, subhanallah, despite being a slave, generally slaves were uneducated because their lives were in slavery and serving their masters. But Allah blessed her with knowledge of Qur'an. So immediately she read these words of this verse. She said, وَالْكَازِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ that Before he gets angry, let me remind him that the muttaqoon are such, they swallow their anger. So he, he responded, he said, 
Gazamtu ghayzi. I have swallowed my anger. Meaning I won't get angry with you. Then she read the next part. Wal'afina anil nas. And they also forgive the people. So forgive me for this wrong in other words. So he said, Qad afutu anki. I have forgiven you. And then she took a chance. One more. She said, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. It doesn't stop there. Allah loves those who do good. So he said, go, I have freed you for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. By injuring her master, she earned her freedom. But this was the quality of the Salafi Salihin. Obviously, Mubarak's, Mubarak lineage, the Mubarak progeny of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the quality of taqwa definitely was found in them to the highest degree. She just reminded him, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. He did the ihsan, did the good, and he, and he didn't only forgive her, but he freed her for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then it carries on, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشًا And those are also muttaqun, that when they do some wrong, when they engage in some indecent act, O ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ They oppressed themselves, meaning they did wrong. ذَكَرُوا اللَّهَ وَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ They remember Allah thereafter. Like we were speaking at the beginning, the concept of akhirat. So after falling into the sin, then they realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ala kulli shay'in qadir. Allah is capable of everything. Allah can punish me. Allah will punish me if I do not seek forgiveness. So when they do wrong, they seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Allah then mentions, and who else besides Allah can forgive your sin? So you have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. وَلَمْ يُسِرُّوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلُوا وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ They do not knowingly persist on the wrong. This part here, respected friends and elders, I touched on a few days ago, that taqwa is like wudu. Sometimes it can break. So if somebody falls into sin, that does not mean he is no more a muttaqi. No, he can, he can come back. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing those who have taqwa. And among the qualities of the muttaqin is, they may fall into sin. They may do the wrong, but they will not intentionally persist on wrong. وَلَمْ يُسِرُّوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلُوا وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُوا That kind of a person will then be classified as a non-muttaqi, as a fasiq, as a sinner, etc. But if a person who is trying to lead an honest life, person who is trying to follow the commands of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and now and then he fell into some sin, and then he may tawba immediately, he remembers that he is under the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this person is also among the muttaqeen. This is the part of the verse that gives us and every one of us the hope. That we are all sinners, we tend to fall into sin, we make mistakes. But that does not mean that there is no hope for a person like that. No respected friends and elders. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. We in the month of Ramadan, the month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that this is a time when you can acquire la'allakum tattaqoon. The fast has been ordained upon you like it was ordained on those before you. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that perhaps you may acquire the quality of taqwa. These are the qualities. This is how we acquire taqwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. And respected friends and elders, in the light of Qur'an, we understand that among the best ways to achieve these qualities and the other qualities of the muttaqeen is to spend time in the company of the pious. يَا أَيُّوَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ O you who believe, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have taqwa. And be with those who are truthful, the sadiqeen, the pious, those who have the ma'rifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, spending time in good company, in good environments. That is what will assist us. That's the message of this verse. That will assist us in acquiring the quality of taqwa. Allah give us tawfiq. Subhanahu wa ta'ala.